Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Welcome to episode 131 of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We have oh so much to talk about today. We're going to talk about Great Balls of Fire, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, but more importantly than that, we're going to talk about PWG that happened last weekend. My name is John, and joining me this week is, uh, I'll let you have the CM Punk to my Kofi Kingston, Marianne. <laughs> we both know that I am the Kofi Kingston to your CM I know. Punk. Let's, let's be I real just, here. I figured I'd let you have old I, I identify so much with Kofi. We've been over this. Fine. The, this Kofi, the Kofi Kingston to my CM Punk, Marianne. And I'm also probably 1.1% more black than you are. We went over this before. We did in the uh, pre-show meeting. Yeah, AKA my, my me grandpa just eating. came back. <laughs> had a DNA tested and I found out that like within the past 200 years, my family is at some point from Sierra Leone, which is in Africa. There you go. So 1.1% to be exact. The pre-show meeting, AKA me just eating Taco Bell. Yeah. Talking about how John's moving, you guys. John's yeah, moving. I'm moving. That's what's going on in my world. Uh, we are relocating the NOTLG R&D, a.k.a. Studio One, to a new location. Um, you should place a uh, Los flag in the corner of one of the rooms, kind of like Rusev does outside the ring every time he has a match. <laughs> I, I wish they had a Ingovernables flag. If they do, they might. I should look it up. Could probably it's make probably it. Easy to make. Yeah. Uh, Marianne, I already know how you are, but fuck it, I'll ask you anyways. How you doing? Um, I'm pretty good. This week went by really fast at work. Um, yeah. I still hate sitting down for such long periods of time, but um, the weekend was really fun. I didn't watch the pay per view. I was at my dad's house. It was his birthday. It's fine. Um, I went over to remind him how old he is. To which he subsequently made me watch Fear of the Walking Dead. And I had to get up and leave the room several times because I don't like zombies. And that's a drastic, drastic, drastic understatement. Biggest fear, easily. I can't even listen to zombie noises. I hear zombie noises and I'm like, hey guys, bye. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's what I did on Sunday. But the, the work week was pretty fun. Or it's been okay. So, I don't know. But then PWG happened, but we'll get into that. I mean, I needed to. John John went to get food <laughs> beforehand. I was like, it's okay. I need to uh, emotionally collect my shit before yeah. I talk about it. So. Yes, you do. Well, I hope you have um, done the collecting because we're just going to hop right into it. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, do you honest... have the results in front of you? Because I do. I do not. And honestly, uh, I feel like there's only... Well, actually, you know what? I want to hear some thoughts on... On some other matches, I want to hear about um, 
the Ray Horace Sammy Guevara match. It was really fucking long. Really? But not bad. It was really long. They gave him the time, huh? Yeah, they gave them a lot of time. Um, it was very good. Ray Horace came out, David. I was sitting in between. Okay, so here's the here's the story. I had GA tickets, and yes. when I got up to the front, my friend Lori, who is friends with Alex, who's one of the guys he sits next to, spoiler alert, Super Dragon, at the door, and he Super Danny. He, he bumped Lori up to ringside because I guess they had extra ringside seats, and. So, but there was none of them together. Right. And so she ended up, I was trying to find somewhere to sit cause I wanted to sit behind David for the match, uh, podcast friend David. Yes. And, um, she actually ended up, I was like looking for a seat cause Annie couldn't save me one. And then Lori called me over and she was like, here, give me your GA and you can have my ringside. And I went, are you fucking kidding me? Look at that. She gave me her front row ticket because she didn't, she paid for general admission. Right. So it's not like she was getting gypped out of any money or anything. And so I ended up being, being able to sit in between David and uh, Skits. And it was fucking great. And, oh, Skits. Um, I also met Skits and I feel like I forgot to mention him last. I mean, I've met him before, but I forgot to mention they, him last they week. Spent the, I'll, I'll get to that. But um, it was a great match. Uh, Ray Horace came out. David was extremely excited. Um, and David was shouting at him in Spanish because, you know, David. And anytime, <laughs> David just likes to make people feel welcome. Even he if does, he doesn't confirmed. like them. That, I mean, that just goes people, for everyone. out of love. Yeah. But he made Ray Horace feel so welcome. And I could tell right away. And Ray Horace actually gave him his shirt that he came out that he was wearing. And he threw it to David. That's awesome. And David immediately turned around and gave it to the little boy behind him. That's what you do. Because David's an angel. And I hugged David and I was like, that was fucking adorable. This little boy, like it was like his, him and his dad. And he was like maybe like 10 or 11 and he was sitting behind him and he put on the shirt and David gave him the shirt that Ray Horace had given him. Perfect. And it was really sweet. He like, didn't even think about it. He just turned around and immediately gave it to the kid and it was super cute. But, um, the match was really good. Sammy Guevara, obviously they're putting him over to be a mad fucking heel. Yeah. He's uh, just a natural looking he's just a natural heel. little shit he 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 looks like he his original career choice was soccer <laughs> but then something happened i don't know he looks like he would be he looks like the entire freaking like portuguese soccer team national soccer team wow. like he looks All like he them. could be a cousin to like cristiano ronaldo he just looks like a little soccer dude like he's still in high school like he just looks real small very small has a panda on the front of his freaking trunk since everybody called him Panda Dick the whole time. <laughs> but um, Sammy Guevara ends up winning with a 630 cent on. Yeah, Sammy Guevara has been good for um, a pretty long while. It, I saw a lot of his. very nervous at the beginning, and you could tell. Yeah. Really nervous. And then it kind of picked up the pace, and it was really good. It was way longer than you would expect and what most people wanted. I've seen people complaining about it, and yeah. I'm like, fuck you. But um, that match was, uh, it was very good. Yeah. Um, they they were trying out trick, like do out flippy boy yeah, each out other. Out flippy boy each other, yes. Yeah. Um, after that was uh, Elgin and Cage versus the Young Bucks, and Elgin ends up pinning the young bucks really By the young bucks i mean i think it was matt wow but you know i can't tell them apart sometimes at one point whoever wears their hair up his hair fell out of the ponytail and i went oh shit now i can't tell them apart <laughs> but david was like double fisting amfs this entire time by the way 
What? It was insane. What? Yeah. It was also the hottest in that building it has ever been. Confirmed by the Young Bucks who tweeted, that's the hottest I've ever wow. been in a room to wrestle a wrestling match. Wow. Like, it was so fucking hot. That, wow. Um, that's not good. Yeah. So, um, because Phoenix could not be there, the match turned into Keith Lee versus Leo Rush versus Trent. Yes. That match was fucking great. It was really, 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 really good. The comedy aspect, I knew it was going to be a comedy match immediately, obviously, because Trent. Yeah. But, um, and Keith Lee and Leo Rush work really well together in a comedy aspect, but still wrestle. And it was great because, obviously, it's like Trent and Leo teamed up to go against Keith Lee, who is twice as big as both of them. Yes. And uh, Keith Lee, just world's charming, most charming smile of all time. Confirm. But um, they would, they teamed up together to like kind of take him down. And then Leo Rush would do a flippy trick. And then he would look at Trent like he would expect him to do a flippy boy trick. And then Trent would be like, you know, in his, yeah. in his classic nervous, yeah. just Trenty. And then he would do it and then go, oh, my God, you guys, I did it. Or did I do it right? I think I did it right. Like he straight up did um, one of the round off bounces. Yeah. Like handspring bounce off the ropes into a flip and then land like ricochet. Damn. Trent. 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 And he almost did it like he didn't even know that he just did it. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> but it was a very good match. Of course, Trent bumped the shit out of that match. Um, Keith Lee ended up beating Leo Rush and Trent with, I believe it was, it was a, it was a spirit, slam of, I think it was an attitude bomb? adjustment. It was oh. an attitude adjustment into a slam. Huh. Now that I'm looking. All right. Um, it was crazy, but, uh, Keith Lee, so nice. Such a yeah charming. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's great. Um, Desmond Xavier defeated. Well, what happened? Okay. First of all, due to travel issues, uh, Shane Strickland and Jason Cade were not at the show. Yeah unfortunate uh, yes and so sammy callahan so what happened was desmond xavier came out and then jake christ came out right and then on the, and then dave christ and sammy callahan came out and he was like wait a second where are my tag team partners and uh sammy callahan was like well guess what F fucking american airlines screwed that one up so don't get pissed at me it's their fault also i asked what we were gonna do and they said sammy callahan do whatever the fuck you want so this is what's gonna happen we're just gonna have a match and it was all it was it was all of them against each other. Oh, it was just a four. A four. Yeah. And they, okay. it, I think it, the match literally started with, I think, Jake Chris kicking Dave Chris in the face. <laughs> to which I went, yes, because I hate Dave Chris. And that's just obviously just, I, I don't stuff. like him. Jake, Jake Chris is so fucking good. I can't. I can't hate him. I want to hate both of them, but I can't hate him because one, he looks like Ed Sheeran and dresses like a ballet dancer, which he was doing again, by the way. And uh, he was wearing a very fringy scarf. Oh my god! Very, very uh, Chris Jericho, but with a shirt. And um, he was fucking great. Um, Desmond Xavier ended up defeating um, Dave Chris, I believe. Nice. Um, then it was Ricochet versus Trevor Lee. Yeah. And I kind of almost fell asleep, but that's not offense against either of them. <laughs> I just wanted them to announce it as Trevor versus Trevor. That would have been great. That would have been fucking great. Um, but uh, Ricochet ended up beating Trevor Lee. Um, then she's preparing. Let herself. me let me let me gather myself. This is the only thing I really care about, honestly. Oh my god! You've been saying things for like the last five minutes. And I'm like, when I... are we just gonna get to the main event? Because I I've been trying to put it. I'm already like I was shaking for a good half an hour after the match. Um, it was the main event. And it was Chuck Taylor versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the title. And the stipulation was that if Chuck Taylor lost, he would not challenge for, he would not get another title shot. And so 
at intermission, somebody went around and passed out streamers to fucking everybody. Yeah. For Chuck Taylor. Yes. And I was sitting in between David and Skits, both of whom would have preferred that Zack Sabre Jr. stayed champion. Everyone around yes. me knew that I was the biggest Chuck Taylor fan in the fucking building. And if anybody doubted that beforehand, they were proven wrong by the end of the night. Um, and everybody was trying to uh, rile me up. And I was no selling the shit out of it because I love Chuck Taylor so much that I was actually watching, watching, completely invested in that match. And that's why I didn't take pictures. John texted me and asked me why I didn't take pictures. And it was because I was way too no, emotionally invested. No, what I asked was, where's my picture with the, with the PWG championship? I didn't want to, I couldn't handle it. Okay. I couldn't, but anyways, this match, I had a conversation with Jack, um, our friend Jack, and he said, nobody is going to fucking believe me until the DVDs come out about how fucking incredible this match was. Nobody would, will believe me until the DVDs come out. And he was like, because just the idea of it doesn't sound like it would be as fucking incredible as it actually was. This match was like almost 30 minutes long. Yikes. And Zach tried literally everything to, dig, to get disqualified. Yes. Oh, Back up, let me mention that during the Desmond Xavier, Dave Chris, Sammy Callahan, all of that match, fucking Rick Knox did three suicide dives and a <laughs> jump off the top turnbuckle. So ridiculous. And they were the best suicide dives I've ever seen. Like, they were really clean. And he's got, he's a long boy. Yep. He's long. Knox got hops. And they were really good. Knox was just like, and he was doing it like he didn't know what came over himself. But Knox was not taking shit from nobody proven in the main event, which was Chuck Taylor. This is where you press the button extra loud. You just made the list. Chuck Taylor. I'm making, oh my God. I'm, oh, I can't. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Zack Sabre Jr. So Zack tried literally everything to get disqualified, but mm -hmm. Knox refused to DQ him. Yes. Zack even dragged a technician out of the fucking crowd to completely dismantle the bottom, the bottom rope, rope. Yep. of the ring because Chuck kept getting to the rope when Zach had him in submissions <laughs> because Great. Dustin is 80% legs and, but he was tall boy and um, also beautiful. But anyways, uh, he had him completely take down the bottom rope and it was to the point where he, I think he even low blowed Dustin and, and uh, Knox went to go complete. He had enough. Like he had done so much shit yeah. that was DQ worthy. And Dustin went, no, don't, I'm begging you don't. And it was like this pitiful thing that happened where he was like pulling on his pant, like after being kicked in the dick and was like, don't DQ him. I have this, like, trust me. And Knox didn't DQ him. And Zach was trying everything to get disqualified. And he took the bottom rope off and even brought out thumbtacks. And it was to the point where he was beating he was beating up Chuck pretty bad, but they were beating each other up pretty evenly. And Dustin's like, is that all you got, bitch? Like, hit me again. Like, he was like, like he, okay, first of all, I this is the most proud I've ever been. Because one, he did a 30-minute match and didn't fucking make a joke once. There was zero comedy in this Chuck Taylor match. What a time to be alive. Mm -hmm. Zero comedy in this Chuck Taylor match. Absolutely nothing. And people were waiting for him to make a joke. There was a guy chanting, like, make a joke. I'm waiting for him to make a joke. And I'm like, he's not going to fucking make a joke because he wants this. Fuck off. But this whole time, I'm like, on. could you picture me shaking? And it got to the end of this 
this where I'm like, oh my God, he might just actually, he might win this because he was kicking out so many fucking times and you think that he was going to tap and then he would make it to the, the edge or he would pick Zach up. Zach would have him pinned on the ground and he straight up would lift him up. Like strong boy Dustin would pick up Zach and then get out of the freaking hold by picking him up. It was fucking insane. Like, I've, it, it was ridiculous. And I got to the point where I was like, oh, my God, he might actually win. And I started to get so emotional that I, I was actually crying before the end of the match. Like, I was shaking and hanging. Like, oh, there's a point at the end where I'm literally almost halfway in the ring. Everybody is. Like, it was so emotional for everyone that nobody cared where you were sitting anymore. Everyone was as crowded to the side of the ring as you possibly could be. And I was at the show where Zack Sabre Jr. won the belt to begin with, and it wasn't even as emotional as that shit. That was insane. Dustin, awful waffled Zack Sabre Jr. four fucking times. In four a row? Four fucking times, and then finally awful waffled him into a pile of thumbtacks. After Zack had slammed, Dustin was covered. He had thumbtacks in his head. It was disgusting. He awful waffled into a pile of thumbtacks. Like I think this was like the fourth one. I think he might have awful waffled him more than that and fucking won the belt. And I was so used to there being so many near falls in that match that I couldn't even handle it. Like I was literally being held up by leaning on the ring because I was going so fucking insane. And he won and I collapsed. I collapsed. Like I don't even, this would be a better story told by somebody who was standing with me. But I, there was a point in the match where I looked over at Mikey Nolan, who's the photographer for PWG, and he's actually working on some WWE stuff too. Perfect. Awesome. But he, I looked over, and first of all, the cameraman, who looks like Neville, we've been over this, mm -hmm. the cameraman is on the opposite side of the ring. So I'm on camera the entire match, and Mikey is standing next to him at the corner. And I make eye contact with Mikey and he has this look on his face like, don't think I didn't get a hundred pictures of you fucking losing your shit. And we make eye contact and we make this look at each other and I went, oh my God. And he has this look on his face that's like, you're going to lose your mind. It was almost like he, because Mikey knew he was going to win. And I think at that moment, I knew that he was going to win. And I lost my mind. I collapsed and I was sobbing and I could see people staring at me. Like I, w I lost it. I was crying and shaking for at least 20 minutes after the match ended. And he got swamped with people at the end, so I couldn't go up to him because I knew I was just going to jump on him and congratulate him and everything. But, like, I, I, oh, my God. I was crying and crying and crying. And then after he ended up winning, people lost their fucking shit. I was halfway in the ring just sobbing. Uh, there's a really embarrassing photos. I've seen some of them already. Immediately, somebody had posted on Twitter and was like, this girl had an absolute mental breakdown when Chuck Taylor won. I just thought you guys should see this. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's me. Well, well, but... Yeah, it's going to be insane. The DVD is going to be ridiculous because I'm on camera literally that entire match and I'm losing my mind steadily. Like I'm, I, it is, it is footage of somebody having a mental breakdown. But afterwards, uh, Trent came out and hugged him and it was this really emotional moment. And I thought that I had gotten control of myself and then that happened. And then the waterworks came all over again and it was terrible. And he said to me later, he was sitting in the corner and I went up to Trent later and he was like, Hey man, I saw you were crying. I like saw from the back that you like lost it. And I was like, Oh shit, man. Like he saw me crying and he was like, I almost shed a baby tear in the back. Cause I'm real proud of my boy. And I was like, this is such a touching moment, but it was like, people kept coming up to me and going, are you okay? Or congratulations. When somebody's congratulating you on another wrestler's win, you know, you're probably officially that person's biggest fan on planet earth. And I went up to Chuck Taylor afterwards and he was like, Hey man, I heard you were crying. And I was like, you heard me crying. And he's like, no, but everybody was talking about it in the back. 
And I was like, don't even act like you're surprised. You knew that I would be crying. But like, oh my God, John Pingle. Chuck Taylor is the PWG world champion. I can't handle this. I still, I called my mom after I was driving home the next day and talking to my mom about it. I started crying again. That's why I had to collect myself. And I went and I talked to him afterwards. And I was like, honestly, I was like, I am so fucking proud of you. I was like, you don't have the highest opinion of yourself but you're amazing. You deserve it. And people love you. And I'm so fucking proud of you. Like, I really am so proud of you. And I was like, and I told you I wasn't going to get weird about this. I'm just telling you things that you don't want to accept, but everyone is so proud of you. You're amazing. And you absolutely deserve this. And it's about fucking time. And he was like, thank you. You know, he's real bad at taking compliments. Of course, it must've been a horrifically awkward evening for him (laughs) after he won, but it was, it was just, amazing and i'm so happy for him and the young bucks are like over the moon about it they're like nobody is more fucking deserving and he was like i've been in this company for nine years and here's to holding this belt another nine years i love you guys and then he left before it got real awkward like he like left the ring and i didn't think he was going to come out but he was swamped with people and so many people want to meet him and i was like oh now you're chuck taylor fans okay what happened to talking shit when you were standing behind me but whatever chuck taylor is a pwg champion and I'm so excited, John. Oh my God. So, what did you, when you heard, what did you think? Um, so, uh, before I get to that, um, for the last 10 to 12 minutes, um, I've gotten to watch Marianne retell this story for everyone. I've actually, we're actually, we can see each other right now. Um, and this is probably going to be the nicest thing I've ever said to Marianne. Um, she, her reaction to this is why I love professional wrestling. I'm going to cry, again, John. I'm so <laughs> Um, it is, uh, just a pure joy reaction and it makes me very happy. And it also makes me very happy that I was somehow your introduction to this fucking terrible thing. Um, yes. So there you go. We're having a special moment. I, I honestly, like, look, we're going to get to the Mae Young classic and I cried like a baby during watching their intros. So it's just an emotional shit show. I just, I still cannot believe it. I'm so fucking proud of him. When somebody works so hard and doesn't ever get any of that respect that they deserve because they're so good at being funny, which you can't help. Right. Do what you're good at. And he's fucking great at it. He did that entire match. It was 30 fucking minutes. There was blood everywhere. (laughs) There was text everywhere he was taking mad shit from so many people who were expecting him to make jokes he came out there didn't make one fucking joke he wasn't on commentary the entire evening he came out there to fucking win and was down and you thought that he was gonna tap or pass out or something and he fucking didn't and he wouldn't give up and it was like i he's so fucking deserving and he proved everyone wrong because that match i am i am completely biased but ask anybody that was there that match was stellar it was so good you did not expect that coming from him and he basically proved everyone wrong i wasn't surprised because i knew that he had that the entire time but i'm so fucking proud of him and i'm so fucking happy for him like it could not happen to a better person and he's one of my favorite people on planet earth like he's so goddamn funny and i cling to humor like he's my favorite thing and i remember seeing a match in chikara and laughing my ass off you showed it to me and i was like he's my favorite the end like he's my favorite like i've been laughing like chuck taylor is the reason that i love wrestling so much 
because I know that it can have that aspect. And there's so many different aspects, but I know that that's my favorite is the Chuck Taylor genre of wrestling, but only when you're actually a good wrestler too. <laughs> you can't you can't just be funny. He's great. Like he can back it up. Like he has everything and he's just and the belt is green and it matches his eyes. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah, let's um, move on before I just hit. I want to talk about. Cloud. I want to talk about some more Bola competitors now that we're just talking about PWG. Um, we got fucking Flash Morgan Webster's coming to America. Um, very sad that I will not be able to see him. We have uh, Ray Horace is going to be in it, and Sammy Guevara is going to be in it as well. Awesome. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else somewhat new. Matt Riddle. I mean, not new, but oh, Keith Lee is going to be in the Battle of Los Angeles, which is amazing. And um, if we don't get a Keith Lee Volter match, uh, shame on uh, Super Danny. It probably scared the ring's going to break. <laughs> and Matt Seidel. There was a couple points when you thought it was going to. Yeah. It was pretty insane. I might also add that because of the G1 special, anybody that was there was fucking cleared out of merch. So oh, there yeah. was nobody selling merch. Oh, yeah. Everybody was selling merch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was nobody selling merch. Uh, I should also... Leo Rush was selling merch. Obviously, Chuck Taylor oh, was. Zack yes. Sabre Jr. was. But uh, Topanga was there. Yes, she was. I forgot to mention that. And she's a huge Leo Rush fan, and she bought a Leo Rush shirt, and he was so happy. What a way to go out was, on the indies, huh? Yeah. What was what was the... Um, there was... I guess it was a, an anniversary show for PWG. That show was like the... Oh, I, don't, I do not know. I don't remember, but then... I think um, Excalibur was like, to put that in perspective, when PWG started, Leo Rush was nine years old. <laughs> and everyone went, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, but yeah, it was it was a, a great experience. Good. I'm, uh, I'm very happy for you. I'm glad you got to, to witness that. Um, yes, I don't know. I got to I'm, all out of com- I'm all out of compliments for you. <laughs> I got to I got to witness um, I paid Trent you that. interact with little kids and it was amazing. Yeah, he's very good with children. He's very good with people in general, and that's one of the things I love about him. And we've talked about this before. Where he has he's got he's very um, he's very easy to feed off of because he's very charismatic and yeah. can work well with everyone. Um, but he is very good with people watching him because you know, especially pro, pro wrestling has its extremely socially inept fans. Yes. Watching him interact with those people, knowing that it's probably going to be an awkward situation, he handles it beautifully, and it's just it's it's actually really cool to watch. He's so good with people. I'm jealous. That's the only thing I'm jealous of when it comes to Trent, though. <laughs> Everything else of him about him is like disgusting. All right. Speaking of disgusting, let's talk about WWE Great Balls of Fire. No, I actually, I actually kind of enjoyed Great Balls of Fire. I'm going to go just Great Balls. Hashtag Great Balls, which I actually didn't get to use at all because I, I think did I have to record? I can't even remember. This was Sunday. I don't. What did I do Sunday? Oh, I ate a bunch of shrimp. <laughs> I went to. That doesn't even sound real. It sounds no, like you. No, it happened. I put it. Didn't I put it on my Instagram? I, I put it on my Instagram. Uh, JP yeah, Thrice. Did. Yeah, you did. Okay, so let's talk. John in a bib. Yeah, let's talk about Great Balls of Fire. Um, the the Neville Tozawa match was a lot of fun. Um, I am one hundred percent behind uh, Titus Worldwide, um, mainly because Titus O'Neil retweeted me when I said, "Where's the Titus Worldwide shirt?" And I was very happy about that. It's Titus Worldwide now because of Akira Tozawa. Um, I thoroughly and I don't know how enjoyed the Bray Wyatt Seth Rollins match. Uh, Bray Wyatt went over 
cleanly, which was insane, but whatever. Um, he got a finger in his eye. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He pinned him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. It wasn't oh, okay. like a whatever. Bray Wyatt okay. won, I think, is <laughs> what the, the crazy part of it is. Going back to jabbing somebody in the eye, can we talk about real fast Austin Aries being released? Yeah. Um, don't know what that's about. Um, kind of sad. Loved Austin Aries on commentary. Thought his matches with... He wasn't happy, apparently. That's fine. And I'm sure they understood that. They're like, all right, that's fine. Chuck Taylor kissed Austin Aries once. Just thought I should mention that. <laughs> we had the big cast Enzo match. I really didn't care about it. Honestly, I think Enzo should have gotten a little quick win. It wouldn't have hurt big cast at all. Who cares? Um, we had the Cesaro. You just made the list! And Sheamus uh, defeating the Hardy Boys in a 30-minute... Iron Man match. Uh, the drama at the end was pretty good. The match itself was was fun. Um, yeah, that's really all yeah, I got. Yeah, watch it. You no bad words against Cesaro. Uh, we then yes. had uh, the WWE Raw Women's Championship match between the champion Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. And Sasha Banks. This match was fucking really good. I I heard I was very um impressed. I I'm glad I'm actually glad this match was a count out and I hope that we get more Sasha Alexa matches, but they I, work really well together. Yeah. Their size they their sizes yes. complement each other. Uh the um the trickery from Alexa with the the double joint her double jointed elbow and she turned like she's like oh my god you broke my arm and Sasha's like what and she un you know she undouble jointed it and elbowed her in the face and I was like man I love you that's a first <laughs> it was great it was fantastic we then had uh the Miz defeating Dean Ambrose I actually don't remember this match, so we're just going to move on from it. Um, Braun Strowman. Still, yeah. All hail Miz. All hail the Miz. Uh, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, ambulance match was all right. Um, that's, I don't, I, and I was a little disappointed with the main event, even though, I mean, it was like almost seven minutes long. It started out hot. Almost and, seven minutes. I know. That's long for a Brock match. Uh, but Brock ends up retaining. He's a brat. And. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about it for there. So I guess uh, Raw? Shall we get into Raw? I was going to say, you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. Um, we start off the show with Big Cass, and he's going to do a whole bunch of stuff. That's uh, basically what I heard. And He's a really natural speaker. Yes, he is. Like, I enjoy listening to him much more than I enjoy listening to Enzo. And wow. I get this feeling that Enzo will be significantly less funny without big casserole oh let me tell you actually when we go back let's just circle back to um before the big cast enzo match enzo cuts a hell of a promo when he's fired up like i think he cuts a hell of a promo in general but my god that promo got me excited for the match which is what his job is stopped being excited yeah because it was basically like a squash match so um big show comes out and the crowd is very pro big show so um, Big Cass is, you know, super heel now if you can get Big Show chance out of the audience. Um, I'm be just, your own Big Show. Be your own Big Show. I'm just going to full throttle this, not the actual WWE event or that energy drink. If you have anything that to say. That tastes like carrots. Whoa, I don't know which one you're drinking. Full throttle, the original flavor, the aftertaste is carrots. Well, maybe I'll. Don't at me. Get one tomorrow. And... Or do, and I'll prove you wrong. 
Um, we uh, had we had an Elias Samson Samson um, Finn Balor match, which I don't really remember. And man, we got to do something with Finn Balor because he's just stuck in limbo treading with water. Elias Samson. Treading water. Uh, let's talk about stuck this. Stuck in limbo. Let's talk about this Hardy Boys segment, huh? Fade um, away. Could they be any more subtle? Fade away yes. and classify ourselves as obsolete. Um, Sounds like a song lyric. It is. That's that's. <laughs> and then they are somewhat broken. Uh, this was amazing. Just the little the little uh, hints at it. Gallows and Anderson come out, and we have the Hardys versus the Good Brothers. Yes, Marion. When they were talking. As they were dropping the little hints, my favorite tweet was that one somebody did of Joey from the episode of Friends where he finds out that Monica and Chandler are a thing and he's slowly figuring it out. Yes. And it was hilarious. That's great. Like, it was so appropriate. Uh, the, I don't like the club. I've decided that they're terrible and boring. Uh, well, the good brothers kill the magic and they get a win over the Hardys and um, top guys have arrived and they head um, for the ring. You can't... Can I... Uh, Yes. Is it safe to assume that you can't be a club if there's only two of you? I mean, well, there. Then what's Balor Club? <laughs> there's just one of him. There's just I one. I don't fucking understand. A I don't club know. Of one. That's a good question. A club of one. <laughs> Which the revival, could, though. The revival come out and they kick the shit out of the Hardy Boys, and yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that Dash is hot, but I, like I said, I still haven't fully decided. All right. Well, more. He's on. He's on the wait list to my list. He's on the wait list. Marianne will be wearing a revival shirt by the end of the year. No, I won't. Mark it down. No, I won't. I'll be more likely to wear a John Cena shirt. Wow, my God. Well, all right then. That's not even a joke. I was considering it earlier today. Well, I'm wearing my uh, big dog shirt because we all. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I'm wearing my Cesaro shirt. So we all love the big dog. He is the top guy. He is the man. Do you remember that company, Big Dog? Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, we had the Mizzies, <laughs> which uh, I loved the You Deserve It chant for Bo and Curtis when they got their best supporting actors. Dude, Bo Dallas looks like he hit his midlife crisis about 15 years too early. Yes. like Yes, he does. Oh, my God. It's like he can't decide what he wants to be. <laughs> uh, Dean Ambrose comes out, and then uh, Seth Rollins to the rescue. Well, first of all, Miz saying, when I speak, I speak the truth. And I was like, Miz is the way, the truth, and the life. All hail. All hail. Um, Miz is fucking great. Yes. He does no wrong. Uh, Dean Ambrose comes out, yeah. But Miz calling out Tozawa in 2017, what a time. <laughs> Miz just mentioning Tozawa, yep. Ricochet's best friend. The best. In 2017 is the best. Miz ga- giving Dean Ambrose a compliment. Like a genuine compliment. Yeah. Did you catch that? It I was did. great. He was like, he's one of, he is the toughest competitor I've ever faced. And I was like, fuck yes. Dean Ambrose has eaten glass. For fun. What a time. Um, but Miz was legit prepared to hand the mic to Dean Ambrose. Like he's some kind of fucking idiot. Yeah. But my heart, can we just talk about the end of that? With uh, a mini shield reunion? Yeah. I would have liked Minus that run-in to be a little less random. Yeah. If they were to kind of put them back together, like 
not even a mini re. It wasn't even a mini. I feel like the Miz said something about Seth Rollins the night before, so that prompted the. uh, Okay. Prompted the running. I can't be happy for something that I didn't hope for. True. Like because it didn't seem realistic to me. Yeah. Like if I had been like, man, it wouldn't it be awesome if this person came out because it like made sense in my head. That would have been exciting. But still, having that happen was great. But then, was there something before the the backstage segment afterwards? Because, like, I I watched the Hulu version, so everything is... Um, No, the next thing I'm just going to skip to is uh, the the Kurt Angle uh, in-ring segment. Unless there's something you want to talk about. Well, what order do I have shit in? Well, I have Wait. I have a gold gold dust r truth match and then the uh, women's tag match. What part was the backstage with Seth and Dean? Oh, I must have not seen that. You may go ahead and what the hell? Yeah, apparently I did you not watch did... that. Okay, Dean turning that shit into something it's not. First of all, he comes up and is like, "What the hell is that? I don't I don't need your help. Like I know what you're doing here." Because Seth was like, "I wasn't gonna let Miz talk shit about me," and I was like, "That's all Miz does." In my head, I'm thinking that. But Dean, Seth came out to fight for himself, you know. And Dean's like, "There is not going to be a Shield reunion. I don't know what the hell is going on here. You fight your battles. I'll fight mine. I don't need your help." And you could hear the collective heartbreak in the entire arena <laughs> when everyone went. Aww, afterwards, but you could not, okay, it was a nice tease for the inevitable part of the reunion, right? but he did squash all hopes for it, saying, I can fight my own battles, I know you, I don't need your help, yep. this is not going to happen, basically, See, and, but it was, it was the most sane thing Dean said in a while, and I'm going to go in, I'm going to launch into something really, really fast, because I had kind it. of a Dean epiphany, uh, a Dean epiphany, if you will. Um, I think I'm starting to understand the evolution of him a little bit more. Okay. After this, like the shield is what held him together. And he was already a psychologically unstable person to begin with. Yes. And when you have two people that you basically rely on and you live on. Right. Basically, that's all you have. It's kind of like having something that's shattered, like an egg being held together by, like, sellotape. So, like, it went from him being cold and calculating, like, that level of, like, unstable. Yes. To being completely unhinged when he didn't have Seth anymore. Like, Seth kind of triggered him, like, in a way that you would see the evolution, like, the trigger of a of something in the story of a serial killer where like something finally just like knocked it loose and then they don't have the right concept of reality and everything gets head, ridiculous head trauma like, when you were young yes huh i said head trauma when you were young yes not necessarily just like something <laughs> well head trauma when you were well head trauma when you were young would be something that happened to him already this would be a trigger moment kind of like a parent dying uh. Or accidentally killing a boy that just wants to make you breakfast and then burying him in your... uh... What's up, John Wayne Gacy? (laughs) What a reference. Um, But losing Seth knocked, like, an unstable person completely off kilter. Like, his sense of reality got, like, all twisted and he's literally only capable of focusing on one thing at a time. Like, almost obsessively. Because he needs to fill that gap that he thinks is there that isn't there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So that's why he can only concentrate on one thing specifically. And he, when he does, it's obsessive. And he doesn't think about anything else because his concept of reality is so fucked up. Like, he's the quintessential example of a comic book character. Like, he's like Catwoman. <laughs> Dean Ambrose's Catwoman. Which, uh, no, didn't something like cat like this, something, she like fucking went crazy? This could be the title of this week's episode Dean Ambrose's Catwoman. 
But I just, it, it's, it makes sense to me now because before I was like upset because I missed that cold calculating smart Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And then after that whole thing happened, he just went fucking nuts because he didn't have anything anymore that kind of. His constant his, was his, missing. His, yeah, basically. Like he, everything got twisted and he didn't have anything that kind of held his reality together. Yeah. And so now he just kind of like doesn't, he's in constant berserker mode, as they would say with spree or serial killers. All right fair so i've been listening to way too much last podcast on the left yep and that's all i've been ruminating in because they haven't updated it in like a week and a half oh and so I'm like uh, twitching. new episode dropped today literally it dropped today yeah. i've been obsessively I've finished it already <laughs> literally uh, like obsessively refreshing the page at work all day today no because they still haven't uploaded it's up it as, i marianne i listened as, to it <laughs> what's the episode it's number three why is it not uploading i literally just refreshed the page opened it and refreshed the page right now on my computer I don't screen know. and it still says noodle mcveigh it's on my itunes let's let's focus let's focus <laughs> i'm gonna try and focus you for the first time on this podcast are you dead what happened oh there you are <laughs> what just happened all right, so Kurt Angle comes out and stands awkwardly in the ring. I don't know what is going on with the way he stands. Why is he, he standing like that? Why is he standing like that? I don't understand. Um, Brock and Paul come out. Angle pays Brock some compliments and then says, who will challenge Who will challenge Brock at SummerSlam? Brock Lesnar has the least intimidating voice of all time. And Ding Dong, the motherfucking big dog, has arrived. Roman Reigns comes to the ring, and <laughs> Roman, I love cocky Roman, because he's got some great um, sass to him. Duh. He says to Kurt Angle, you didn't know, oh, well, Kurt Angle says, uh, you shouldn't be out here, you know, because of what you did to Braun. Oh, by the way, uh, Braun won the ambulance match. Uh, Roman, you know, superheroed up came out, beat up Braun, put him in the back of the ambulance, and you then crashed it. You say up, and I just expected him to literally go and change into Superman and come out. <laughs> he might as well have. Um, <laughs> and he he full speed backed up the ambulance into one of those Faster giant... speeding bullet, you might say? Basically, yeah. Into one of those... Uh, <laughs> into one of those uh, giant WWE production trucks and, like, destroyed Braun. So Kurt was very angry about that. And Roman says to Kurt, you didn't know how to handle Braun Strowman, and then points to Brock and says, and you're never around to. And I was like, oh, damn. Big dog laying it down. That's fucking hysterical. How did I miss that? Um, and Brock, I my my note is, oh my god, Brock has a microphone, which is always always great. A bad idea. And he said he says to the big dog, and I quote, "You don't deserve shit." And he actually did say shit. And the look on Paul Heyman's face was <laughs> the greatest thing ever. And the awkwardness of Kurt Hangel standing in between the two of them. Yes. And he looks so small in comparison. Yes. And um, we get um, a little more, you know, back and forth. And then here comes a wild Samoa Joe has appeared. And he says, hey, you didn't beat me last night. You escaped me. And your advocate knows it, and I should uh, 
I'm going to drop you and put you to sleep. And Roman's like, uh, I don't think that's true. And then they basically, they all just start talking shit to each other. Um, and then Kurt Angle says, all right, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns next week. Winner gets Brock at SummerSlam. And that's, uh, that's what happens there. And then... I was trying to think of a uh, two Samoans in a ring joke, and all I could think of was <laughs> two Samoas, the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> that will not. And then I tried to think of what cookie Brock would be, and all I could think of was a peanut butter patty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Literally the only other cookie that came into mind. The only other cookie? <laughs> that was it? I couldn't think of another. Thin- well, he's, right. he's, he's not a Thin Mint. No. No. So. Uh, Corey Graves gets a text. Which, Corey Graves is a thin which mint. I I wish I could draw Corey Graves because I would that would be a children's book. Corey Graves got a text, and it'd just be him <laughs> like looking at his phone, like uh oh. And uh, he leaves commentary, goes backstage, he and he goes to Kurt, and Kurt says, "You got the same text I did." So apparently they're in some weird fucking group text. Um, and he says, yeah. And Kurt says, I might have to go public with this. I, I, I guess somebody is. I bet you somebody is BCC'd into that group text. I wonder who it is. We'll never know, I guess. But um, probably not. I, I feel I like he old things. It's like orchestrated by Shane. And he's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I feel like he also tells someone on the phone that he loves them. And he's like, I could lose my family over this. So, um. Rumors aplenty. Some people might think it. Some people think it might be Dixie Carter. Yeah, which would be very interesting. Some people think it could be uh, Stephanie McMahon coming back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it could be, but it's going to be revealed next week. I feel like I feel like the new thing for Raw general managers is going to be like the defense against the dark arts position in Harry Potter. That's basically every. That's every position of power. In WWE. You don't last for more than a year. No. All right. Until you're Snape. Yep. And even Snape didn't last. No, he didn't. R.I.P. Oh, that's depressing. We had Tozawa and Cedric Alexander taking on the king of the cruiserweights, Neville, and Noam Dar. You just made the list. Um, Truthfully, don't remember what happened in this match. I didn't get to watch it, but Noam Dar is pretty to look at. Um, main event was Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. I watched this match last night, so I didn't want to watch it again. Um, the Miz and the gang attack and Ambrose is here to save the day. Not too shabby of a match. I will say, um, Seth does a great job at making Bray actually look good. Um, and continuing his thing where he will use a different, like variation of move sets each week. Perfect. Have you noticed that? No, I have not. Just. He will Seth Seth will use different uh, he doesn't use the same staple moves every week. Keep in mind there will be a sling blade. Yes. Oh, there will be a sling oh, blade. There's always a um, sling blade. And then Dean came out with a chair. Notice the presence of a chair. Oh god. Wow, Marianne. You know, I was talking Beating to David. Living fucking shit out of Miz. But Way the, more ch- than he should the have. chair. The chair with Seth Rollins in the ring. Wow. Oh my god. I didn't even notice that. I was talking to David at uh at G1 and uh-huh. he he had uh I actually hadn't known that he was listening uh to our podcast and I I had actually paid you another compliment to where I was like, you know, Marianne gets really in depth to stuff that I don't I'm not even thinking about half the time. Like this uh this Dean Ambrose comic book uh storyline you just went over. I'm like, man, that was pretty fucking great. Pretty deep. I I'm putting you over hard that. this week. My god. Knowing, well, I, I identify with that kind of thing, knowing 
a great deal about him like emotional and mental instabilities Mm -hmm. and so i kind of for a while i was just like what got him from there to there and just the interaction he had with seth backstage kind of just like clicked something and i don't even think it would be something that anybody else would notice and i'm like oh well, with my constant search for something that logically makes sense in characters, yeah, like I, I need to have a character to have a, a backstory that logically will make sense in my head, right? And I just made sense of it myself. Like even if that's like I will make it a thing yeah. in my head, and I think that it, I don't know, like I just understand Dean Ambrose a lot better. That doesn't mean I don't think he's capable of a lot more, right? Obviously, but he is completely like that and i know a lot of stuff about serial killers so i see the potential yeah i see the warning signs you might say (laughs) um but there's two different paths you can take you can take the actual serial killer like path or you can take the path that marcus parks took where he didn't turn into a serial killer but he's still a creepy dude yep and that was raw so let's move on to uh smackdown live um uh, over the weekend i mean titles were just changing hands all over the place we had Chucky e. T went in the PWG World Championship. I don't know if you'd heard that, but it happened. Um, and we also had AJ Styles defeating Kevin Owens and becoming the new United States champion. So naturally, we start the show off with AJ Styles. And he says, you know what? A long, long time ago, somebody did this United States Open Challenge, and I'm going to start it up again. So the challenge starts now. Who's going to take it? Yabadoo. Yabadoo is going to take it, and it's John Cena. So John Cena comes out, and AJ says, all right, let's do this. And the match well, is about to start. I, uh, it's upsetting to know that AJ is belongs to that group of people that say egg specially instead of especially. How did I know? You were going to say that because I noticed he said it wrong as well. And I went, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Marianne will bring it up. She picks about the smallest things. Well, also, that's probably what triggered Kevin Owens to come out because he came out. He was triggered by the mispronunciation. Kevin Owens and he, oh man, Cena, Cena came out and during that entire thing, right before they started and stuff, he was so fucking hyped. Yes, he was. He was very like, he excited. He definitely ran into Mojo Rally right before he went out. Like, I know it. He got hyped and also stayed hyped. And also... I could easily see you Mojo just made becoming... The list. Sorry. I, I, I trigger happy. No, it's fine. I love Mojo. Um, I could see, like, going off on this really fast, I could see Mojo Rally becoming the next Cena-like person because of the way he behaves with his fans. Yes. I had this conversation with somebody over the weekend at PWG where she saw Mojo Rally at an NXT event a long time ago. And she was like, yeah, I watched him interact with this little boy and it was the cutest, sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. He was, she was like, he is like the most genuinely sweet, very nice, humble person. And he's just amazing to watch interact with fans. Like he's so like genuinely happy about it. And I, I can just see him becoming the next kind of ambassador type person. Yeah, for the company, if that makes sense. Yeah. As much as people don't want to, be- like, think about that because there's believe. some people that dislike him. They don't want to believe in that. Is that what you were? No, you weren't trying to say that. All can right. You guys, hear- can you guys hear the look I'm giving John right now? <laughs> but I, I could, 
I could easily see it. And a lot of people don't like him. And I'm like, you don't like him because you don't like, you don't look at things in the same way that I do. I can't like people if they're trash humans. Big breakfast. But Whoa. I will like people slightly more if they're fucking awesome. I mean, Nia Jack and Mojo Rally. We'll get into Big Breakfast. Fuck Big Breakfast. I still haven't listened to that episode of um, um, Jericho's podcast with Big Breakfast. I really want to listen to it. You should. I haven't listened to it, but you should listen to it. It won't make me hate him any less, though. Anyway, Rusev comes out as well, and they both attack AJ and Cena and blotted blue. Rusev left on injury and came back looking like fucking Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof. I don't get that reference. Oh, my God. But, um... I could just see him walking around having his side conversation monologue songs to himself. Oh, my God. Like, on the other hand... Tradition! And then just like I don't I don't fucking know. Um, Machka? Maybe. I don't know. So we had uh Ty Dillinger taking on the modern day Maharaja. I just Jinder wanted to go Mahal. if I were a rich man and then I added in Machka in there and then I was giggling to myself. Uh match was fine. <laughs> Jinder gets the win. That's real and then he says some stuff about probably Randy Orton. I don't know. Can we can we go back really fast to that opening? Thing where it was Cena about to go against AJ and yes. fucking Byron says, I can't believe we're about to see this matchup, you guys. In genuine excitement. And the first thing Kevin Owens addresses is, no, no, nobody wants to see this match for the thousandth time. And I was like, oh, that's funny because Byron just stupidly suggested that it was a monumental thing. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Byron. Uh, we had... Xavier Woods taking on Jay Uso. We got a little bit of uh, the clips from the rap battle last week, which is just one of the greatest segments of television. Uh, Xavier picks up the win, a roll-up win. You know, whatever. Um, Dad Shane. Is Dad Shane on the list? Uh, he was for a while. I mean, he's still, like, on... He's still, like, there. He's, like, either before or after... Um... So he's on the list. But he's not in top ten. Okay, so... He doesn't get the button. I never know anymore. No. No. Marion had to think about it. She's like, nah, he's not. Yeah, I had to think about he's it not button feel, worthy. Because I feel like there was a point where Dolph Ziggler was on my list, but only in one outfit. And I'm trying to think about Fair. anybody that's above Dolph Ziggler should probably deserve the button just for that achievement. Um, not much of an achievement, but still. Uh, Shane O'Max backstage with Naomi. Uh, Charlotte shows up, Becky, the whole crew shows up, and then we find out that it's going to be a five-way elimination uh, match at Battleground, and the winner of that match will face Naomi if she is still the champion at I'm SummerSlam. I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> really hung? You're really hungry? Well, Marianne, that's so convenient because the next thing that happens is a big breakfast. You, What is wrong with you? You knew this was coming. Marianne is laughing or crying. She has her hands in her face. <laughs> I did not even mean to walk into that. Man, you walked in. How did that even happen? Big banter's backstage with Renee Young. You just made the list. Who has never left my list. I just, um, you know, she's a married woman now. So Yeah, Dean Ambrose is on my list, and we never press the button anymore either. Yeah. Huh. We honor that relationship, I guess. They're the best. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. So Big Banter uh, attacked Shinsuke last week, and this week he says, I don't care, whatever, I'm, you're not my mom, Renee Young, and then leaves. Um, what is it that he always says that you said it's your favorite thing? <laughs> Nobody cares what you think, Shinsuke. Just to, 
it, it's name just here. insert name here. So um, I was actually really excited uh, for Shinsuke Nakamura versus Big Banter. And then it, it just became a brawl. And I was like, oh, man, I'm still really hyped for this match to happen. It's a new matchup, and I'm I'm excited for it. But here's well, the th- you know what's going to make this worse. I had breakfast for dinner. Oh, my God. It's happening. It begins. It begins. Man is holding her head in shame. I'm not even holding my head. She's just, I can't just... even. I'm so sad. I can't even bring myself to hold my head. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of skippable, skippable things here. AJ seen a backstage thing where it's like, hey, I respect you now, but I want that title. And then it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, I don't watch Tamina matches because I just don't. Or Natalia matches. <laughs> that picture it posted, like of the, the the teaser picture for like next up this match, oh. all four of them looked fucking god awful in that picture. <laughs> I was like, if I were to show this picture to somebody who didn't watch wrestling and be like, oh, this is like the women's like this is a women's match in SmackDown, they would all think negative things. All of them looked terrible, especially Natalia. She had like this crazy eye. Like they looked and Becky had like a super square jaw. It just looked really bad. All bad. Sorry. There's my shallow two cents. There you are. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just read something for uh, the May Young Classic. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second here. Sorry. Um, we had the first lady of SmackDown Live, Maria, and she's looking for Sami Zayn. Chad Gable says, I don't know where he is. And then made the greatest face of all time. Yes, he made a very weird face, but whatever. Uh, You make that face. I probably do. I've seen you make that face. We had a backstage segment with um, the Canellises and Sami Zayn, and uh, we get a slap and a smash. And it looks like we're going to... I'm very excited for... Uh, Michael Canellis versus Sami Zayn at Battleground. I'm, I just assume that's what we're going to right now, which is great. And Sami also says, do you even wrestle here? Like, what's happening? Like, why are you here? Do you even wrestle here? Bro, do you even wrestle? Um, do you go here? Let's talk about Runway Rocker, Texas Ranger. Runway Walker, Texas Rangers. Starring Chuck Norris, not really. Are we going to talk about it? I mean, yes, we are. I'm just trying to find an example of you making that face because it's going to bother me, but I don't think I have any in here. My God. So, Fashion Files um, featuring Zack Ryder and Mojo Rowley. You just made the list. Um, the Hype Bros. And um, Mojo Rowley talking sense. Talking sense. Um, Somebody on the Facebook page was like, wait a second. Did Mojo Rally just, was he the more logical person? In, was he the most logical person in this entire situation? Yes, he and I was, was like, yeah, he does that sometimes because he's great. Um, <laughs> get a little tension between Ryder and Mojo. But Mojo was like, grow the fuck up. Basically. Mojo, he's great and he's hella smart. Um, and then uh, the Brizongo try to figure out who attacked them. And they think it's ghost aliens. And then we get the greatest still of a teaser, I guess, for next week's episode, which is the fashion X-Files. Can we just first talk about how funny it was that he said, book him breeze and the, or get him breeze. And he comes up and he literally is completely entangled in the thing. Yes. That was funny. It was funny as fuck. He came up and he was like, and like, he looked like such a little boy. He did. It was adorable. Um, so next week I guess is going to be the fashion X files 
and uh, the truth is not H, which is uh, God, fucking great. They why can't we get a shirt that just says Day One is H? Why is That's that amazing? We need that shirt. That's amazing. Um, side note on Fondango though, Corey Graves did a Superstar Inc. with Fondango's yes. leg tats. Yeah, they're all they're all metal band leg tats. Yeah, he's he's just uh, all lower body tats. It's an upper body business. I don't know if you guys knew this, but apparently for uh, Fandango, all his knees. yeah, for Fandango, it's a lower body business, and his business is tattoos. All metal ones. Perfect. Uh, main event was uh, Kevin Owens and Rusev taking on AJ Styles and John Cena. Cena and AJ with the win. Show of respect afterwards. Everything is hunky-dory. All right. I'm still thinking about how awkward it was to watch Fandango talk about Zack Ryder. Like, or talk to Zack Ryder. Because Fandango talking to anybody makes it look like he's coming on to them. And it's brilliant, if you think about it. If I thought about it, then yes. Um, so he let- stands way too close. It's hilarious. So let's talk about the May Young Classic. They finally announced everybody that's in it today. Um, I guess the first thing I want to say is, and I was talking to Courtney about this, um, I'm very disappointed in how poorly they have... Um, uh, are you talking about how there's too many Americans? No. Damn it. Uh, there are a lot of Americans, but I'm... I don't know why they didn't put Candace as being Canadian. Oh my... Well... <sighs> Technically, due to marriage, is she not now? Well, a... she was born and she was born apparently in Riverside, but it says nationality Canadian on Wikipedia. Yeah, how did they not have her be from Canada? Well, maybe because she's going to win the whole goddamn thing. Well, because uh. it doesn't matter what they say they're from. Like the marriage thing, shouldn't matter because Mia Yim is she born and from South Korea? Mia Yim is great she's great so they announced all the competitors what i was trying to say is i don't like they have done like little to no advertising for this but like the cwc was shoved down our throats but i don't know whatever um i'm not going to name all the competitors um, there's too many americans and i'm not i'm just saying that as an observation that's fine some of the other people that were named today um which i was very excited about um uh, Serena Deeb, who w- was in uh, the stable with CM Punk, uh, she actually, after she left um, WWE, became like full-time wrestler, and uh, I'm excited to see her back in a WWE ring. Santana Garrett, fucking amazing, fantastic. Um, we had Rachel Evers, who is um, actually Rachel Ellerling. Um, I don't know why she's going by evers though so i'm excited to see her you know that should be great who else mia yim of course oh my god i was so excited to to see her uh marty bell who i've actually never seen wrestle just the excitement on her face made me so goddamn happy yeah i was so happy um who else do we have here oh oh my god shauna basler i I, see her constantly i saw her at the g1 she was at the and i was like she's so nice yes uh kaylee ray awesome love it love kaylee ray she just had a great match at chapter 50 for progress good shit and actually she was facing tony storm and it was a great match, and I had a lot of fun. Um, who else? There was somebody else that we... Nicole Savoy. Nicole Savoy. Fuck that yes. Bitch. Good for Fuck her. Yes. Because, I mean, she, she was hurt. Fucking... Yeah, I was so bummed because I was like, oh, she's hurt. She's not going to be in it. She's so good. I just want her to rip Tessa Blanchard in half. Um, 
Would you um well the first round happened today. Do you want Hater. I'm I'm going to say right now there there is a bit of a spoiler ahead. Um Marianne, Tessa Blanchard doesn't make it past the first round. Fuck yes! <laughs> Fuck that bitch. She, Fuck that petty bitch. She is eliminated immediately by who? By uh Kari Sane, she, the the Japanese, the the last person they introduced. Um, I have seen the finish of this match. We were told that um, I'm I'm probably Carrie. Well, if I saw the the bracket and saw that she was against her, I'd be like, oh, she's out immediately. I think I I put it as uh, it's Carrie. I I don't know how to say it, guys. Whatever. Kairi. Yes. Um, They told her she couldn't do her world-famous elbow, which everyone has seen the animated gif of. Uh, Let me tell you, she quite soundly nailed it on tessa blanchard tonight so uh fuck you bailey and your shitty elbow (laughs) so yeah what i said fuck you bailey and your shitty elbow (laughs) they were like oh you can't do it because bailey does it i'm like yeah well look at this fucking thing it's the greatest elbow of all time um so good shaping up to be good i did see one elimination actually oh my god there's two eliminations that i'm looking at right now and i'm like oh that's not cool but that's fine um i'm excited to watch this tournament you know when they finally decide to air it i can't remember i think it's in august but um yeah yeah it is in august yeah we didn't talk about the uh kimberly or abby Lafe. obviously yes they had announced her i got really excited for that i was a little bit bummed that they didn't talk about how she actually has hella wrestling experience and they just talked about the fact that she did ballet yeah it the the intros were a little too um beauty pageant for me they were way too beauty pageant and awkward and also lacey evans looked terrible uh do you know who didn't look terrible marianne evie dakota kai you just made the list my god i love her she's the best i hope she goes far in this tournament i also hope candace LeRae goes far in this tournament the pop for Kenneth Lorray oh was not God. as loud as it should have been. It was pretty damn loud, though. It was yeah, it was very good. Um, yeah, so very excited for this tournament, and you know we'll talk about it a little more as 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 it goes on. I'm so bummed about Nixon. I am too, but I'm um, so bummed. She's at least signed. They can save her. It's all good. I'm so upset. I love her so much. All right, let's get to questions. Um. Calvin asks, uh, thoughts on all the new NXT acquisitions? Um, I believe he is speaking mainly of Leo Rush. Um, Super nice yeah. dude. Thumbs up for sure. That dude deserves it. He's He could be the next Rey Mysterio if, you know, booked properly. I believe he's also talking about Bobby Fish. Good for Bobby Fish. Why not? Bobby Fish's thighs. Can we talk about those for a second? I mean, I'm pretty sure gent. Kyle O'Reilly should be around the corner as well. So we can you just know, Bobby have... Fish might be on my list. All right. Well, until you make it official. Yeah, Bobby Fish is on my list, you guys. You just made the list. Um, he also asks uh, thoughts on the page situation. Uh, I honestly... Uh, what I, a dumpster fire. It, yes, it's a dumpster fire. He also says, should GWF drop Alberto? Yes, everyone should drop Alberto. All this guy does is talk shit on uh, the internet, and he just wants to get reactions out of people, kind of like we're doing right now. Um, I mean, okay, just go wrestle in Mexico, dude. Like, you've obviously outworn your welcome here, and nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. You dated Paige to stay relevant. 
and you were barely Alberto, relevant. Alberto Del Rio, better or worse than Dolph Ziggler? Would I rather watch a Dolph Ziggler match or an Alberto Del Rio match? I'm just going to say an Alberto... No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say a Dolph Ziggler match because Alberto Del Rio seems like a real piece of shit. I did get you, though. That was good. <laughs> Uh, Calvin also asks, is New Japan a serious threat to WWE since they are expanding to the U.S.? No. No. No one is a serious threat to WWE. Could New Japan at some point be? Maybe. But right now, no. They're technically not even coming back to the U.S. uh, until next year. So, (laughs) whatevs. Um, This other question I don't... um, He asks, are fans of Bray Wyatt um, also fans of... Oh, is it? Also fans of Welcome to Night Vale? Yes. Okay. I, I can confirm this. Yes. As uh, somebody who tried to listen to that podcast and went, bah, and then couldn't. Uh, Holland asks, uh, what are your thoughts on the past few months of the Brizongo gimmick? It's the greatest thing on television. It's the best. It it's funny. H. The crowd loves it. They do it perfectly. They're having fun. Yes. It's brilliant. Um, is Enzo still pigeonholed as a comedy relief act as yes. a singles competitor despite his serious promos lately? Yes. I don't know what they're going to do with Enzo. Uh, Marianne says yes. I say I don't know. I honestly have no idea. It's uh, I don't know. I don't understand why they broke them up. I don't either. I don't <sighs> know. Um, yeah. Is he's, it... he's stuck forever. Once once you do the, what was it, a KFC gimmick with the chicken, you're Where, fucking yeah. stuck. <laughs> Um, like, and that's talking from somebody who just watched a serious Chuck Taylor match. Talk about pigeonholed in a comedy gimmick. Yeah. Uh, Wendell says upon the announcement of the, he asked about the, the May Young Classic, who are you excited to see? We basically covered this already. Um, yeah. Nicole Savoy. Yeah, we, we covered it already. So um, any competitors, Wendell also asked any competitors um, that you wish were in. Uh, Vanessa Craven should have definitely, Dan will agree with me. She should have definitely been in this. That's the only name I can really think of off the top of my head. Um, and Veda Scott. Veda Scott should have been involved in this in some way. Veda Scott, excuse me. You just made the list. Should have been involved in this some way or another. I think uh, Ruby Rays is really good. Yes. Um, um, God, I know that there's somebody I'm like totally forgetting. I'm just so happy for Nicole Savoy. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Oh, well, obviously Christina Von Eri, but she can't. Yeah, because of GFW stuff. Yeah. Um, That's a bummer. I love her. She's great. She hugged me once. That was very odd. <laughs> Wendell also asks, uh, what are your thoughts about the next Netflix series, Glow. Have you watched any of this, Marianne? I have watched all of it. You did? Yeah. So proud. Um, I absolutely loved it. I think it is, uh, it's very important for various numbers of reasons. It's very important because it's um, basically an all-woman cast, which is awesome. It also paints um, wrestling in... While it is placed in the 80s and they do go, hey, isn't that kind of racist? Um, for the most part, it uh, is relatively historically accurate. Though. Yes, but it also paints the just the spectacle of professional wrestling in a in a good light. Um, we don't usually get to see a main character that is um, so flawed and is and is also we're supposed to root for this person which but is you also don't like her at the same time because of stuff she's done yes um and also because she's annoying i love allison brie so allison brie is uh she's also on the list this is a different list though but whatever you just made the list um i 
like that it kind of at the same time it, it opens people's eyes to the type of I had a lot of people um, that I'm friends with on Facebook that don't watch wrestling that asked me what I thought about it and they loved it and I was like that is the type of thing I was like that type of show is a good introduction as to understanding why people do like wrestling yeah just the whole thing with Liberty Bell going to a match yes and understanding it and it's kind of like great that scene is if, if that's how we have to get people to understand why we like it through watching another TV show, then fucking I'll be it. It's yeah. fine. It works. Um, Especially if you're watching Joey Ryan. Very true. Joey Ryan. So uh, there is one last question, but I don't have who it's from, but they asked it a couple of weeks ago. And they they asked what makes a good uh, wrestler. And I said, not uh, if you're not. Togi Makabe, you're a great wrestler. Um, but I wanted to answer that question maybe a little more seriously. Um, Marianne, what makes a good professional wrestler? And You sounded like a robot there for a second. Sorry. It like went, the, the mic went all weird. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting text message, Twitter alerts of stupid shit Chuck Taylor is saying. But um, I think that having a true passion and appreciation for what you're doing uh-huh. makes a good wrestler. It is nothing loses my respect more than doing something just for the money and not because you enjoy it. Um, even if it's not something you started doing and you got hired in the WWE to start it, if it's something that you fall in love with while you're doing it, like let's say like Alexa bliss and uh, Mojo Rowley, you know, those, yeah. those having, having, a, having an appreciation and a passion for something makes what I think to be a good wrestler, having a good work ethic and a good attitude, um, and being well-rounded, um, not being too jaded by something. Like if you stop enjoying it, don't do it. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, my taste, my taste in wrestlers usually goes by, I know you you, it's like, oh, that person's a character. But if I find out that somebody is like I had said earlier, a trash human in real life, then I can't support that person, even if they're a good wrestler. You know, so it's not just the factor of whether or not they can do the moves really well or anything like that. It has to be an all around package because I can't support somebody if they if I don't feel like they um, deserve the praise that they're getting from all angles. I can't just I can only give things 100 percent or not at all, if that makes sense. No, that that makes perfect sense. I, I have different tastes in wrestlers, obviously, than most people. A lot of people like more serious wrestlers. And for personally, I just love Chuck Taylor, but that's because (laughs) comedy is something as a depressed person, I kind of cling to it. And his sense of humor is something I identify with a lot. I find him hilarious. Yeah. But um, also at the same time, watching the struggle and coming from somebody that did acting, watching the character work is brilliant. So people that are good established characters and that could, that, that can either really identify with or connect very easily to yeah. their type of character is something as well. So that's why sometimes I'm a little bit more forgiving for people that aren't as good rest, like aren't as good, like at the wrestling job, if they're really good at something else, because then you can, you have room for improvement. So I think it's more, more about the overall attitude that you have right. with your work ethic and the people that you work with, the respect and things like that, and not necessarily just from the move aspect. So does that make sense? Very well said. Yes. Thanks. Uh, for me, it's basically around the same thing you said. I feel like, and, and it also varies, like, it's also personal preference. Like, um, if I'm watching Chikara, um, I'm, I want to see, like, I know what I'm getting into with Chikara and it's like, 
I guess maybe one of my favorite wrestlers there would be uh, Marchie Archie, uh, Archibald Peck, just because he's hilarious. And he's also actually a pretty good wrestler. So, you know, when I look for that, I mean, I know what what a good the, wrestler looks like. I mean, I've been... In a specific niche. I've been watching wrestling for over 20 years, so I know what a good wrestler, you know, is supposed to do, like wrestling wise i i would think there's you know. good because obviously it's it's a two-person job and you have to be able to trust yes. the person that you're working with which is something that's very serious because it's a dangerous thing to do yeah but also like you had said you there's different promotions that have different um like niches that they fit into yeah um like if, like like chikara yeah so like in in chikara like if i were to pick different favorite wrestlers for different promotions obviously like with chikara i love fire ant yeah so Fire Ant's just legit amazing, though. Yes. So it's like you, you, you take things from based based on where they are genre wise and you can kind of rank things that way because it really it really depends on what kind because wrestling is not just a very one dimensional thing. There's a bunch of different aspects yeah. to it. And because of there's a bunch of different aspects, there's different things that can equal becoming or, or being a good wrestler. Right. Like some people don't think Tim Donst is a good wrestler, to which I say, fuck you. But he works really well in like hardcore matches and stuff like that. So you could be a good wrestler, but be a good wrestler in a specific niche of wrestling. Yeah, but he's also just a good wrestler. I know you. No, I know you mentioned uh, the hardcore stuff, which I have. It's a very. It's a very. I really. Taste. Yeah, I'm not really into it anymore. But uh, um, and what makes a good wrestler? Well, th- I I was just thinking about it. Like I don't even know because three of my favorite wrestlers are Raven, Dean Malenko, and Ultimo Dragon. So if you can figure that fucking puzzle out, I don't. I don't know. Figure it I out. I mean, I I love hardcore wrestling. Mostly because I, I I look at it from an aspect where I'm like that takes some fucking that's some dedication as far as entertainment yeah that's some fucking dedication but I think the best thing is the the reason why I will defend some people like to the fucking ends of the earth if they hate on them like Dean Ambrose mm-hmm. is because I know that they're those people that what saved them is what they do now. And so they took something that they literally like kept them alive and that's what they do. And so that's why I will, uh, and it makes them happy and it's something they're good at. And I will never, ever, ever let anybody talk smack about his, his, his skills and whatnot. Cause that dude fucking worked really hard. Like I said earlier, dude ate glass. Like, and that's the same thing I will do with Tim Donst who literally almost died and still does it and still could almost die. Yeah. And he still does it because that's all he has, you know? And so you can say all that crap. And I'm not saying that because I like actually like know him or anything. I'm just like, yeah, I won't let people, if I know that that is something that is uh, as Tim Donson will call it an escapism. But if that's something that literally look like it's one of the things that keeps them together, I will defend that person regardless. Like I don't let people shit talk unless they're a garbage human, like big breakfast. Hey, big breakfast picked up a crying child who was sad that he lost a dark uh, a, a house show match. Can he, we talk about how that wasn't picked, a real thing? He picked him up and then gave him his shirt and then also said, 
I hope later today you enjoy a big breakfast. What a great man. What how can we, can what do you mean how it wasn't how real? Wasn't a real thing? What do you mean how it wasn't real? I saw the video. It's somebody did you not see his tweet about it? No. It oh re- my fucking god. It really happened. It, I saw the video. I know, but did you see his tweet talking about it after somebody had said Briggs character to help crying kitty was like that was a relative. I don't give a shit about other people's kids. <laughs> and he was like how much- <laughs> It's probably one of the greatest things he's ever said. Oh my said. god, big breakfast. Like, it was a relative. I don't he was like, I don't give a shit about other people's kids. So how about you think that through before you post things you don't know anything about? Oh, that's great. All hail. It was big some banter. it was some wrestling like newsletter website and he was like, You're full of shit. Like how about you look into something before posting something you don't know anything about? It was a relative, I don't it's give great. a shit about other people's kids. I love it. All right. It was very it was very Tim Donst of him. Do we have anything else? That was a kind of positive thing to say about Big Breakfast. It was. Oh, hell. I still won't fully like him ever. That's fine. We good? Um, I think we're good. All right. I talked to, I talked to PWG into the fucking ground. Yeah, this is... Uh, uh, we're, we're just doing back to... We're giving the people back-to-back uh, almost two-hour podcasts. Well... That's what happens when you give me Chuck Taylor to talk, like have an excuse, like a, a legit, like a legitimate yep. reason to talk about Chuck Taylor. That oh, will yeah. happen. That's fine. You, you have, you knew what you were getting into. I knew what I did. All right. You should title that the episode. You know, you should know what you're getting into. No, I know what I'm titling the episode. And, uh, yeah, I, know. I already said it. Is it Dean Ambrose versus Catwoman? No, I'm no, I got yeah. it. Don't worry about it. You'll love it. <laughs> so. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and rate and review us as well. And um, I guess for the time being, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. You know, before they go out of fucking business, and that's just another thing I have to stress about. Uh, shout out to Finally North. They do our theme song, soundcloud.com slash finallynorth or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Um, support TTR and all of the other podcasts on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash notlg. Huge shout out to at Brazilian underscore Fury Chris. He is our newest reigning and defending Patreon. Uh, good dude. Got to hang out with him at G1. That's all I got. Um, Can we talk about how Dan beat Togi Makabe with Chuck Taylor? Oh, he in did. Fire Pro? I have to buy Fire Pro. I'll try and buy Fire Pro and then talk about it next week, but I can't make any promises. Yeah, I'm you trying... posted a picture of it and sent it to me, and I was really excited. Because I'm trying to move. But. Uh, there's only one thing left to do, so Marianne, if you will... Ring the bell! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.